The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Welcome to the first episode of Dirty Talk with Sarah Rusi. I want to give a shout out to my sponsors, Fitted VT. They made the bikini I'm wearing and Tattooed Tears in Boston. And before I introduce my first guest, I want to tell you guys a little bit about myself. I've been lingerie and bikini modeling for about five years now. And I'm going to be interviewing celebrities and public figures and models in my lingerie. So, funny story about my first guest and how we met. Um, I actually reached out to him on MySpace when, like, this is back in like 2009, I think. And we've been passing messages back and forth. And a few months ago, he asked me if I would be able to go to his show in Boston. So we actually met up at the bar and had a few drinks. And he's really nice. And um, he's actually the drummer of a really successful rock band. They had a number one hit back in 2001 called uh, Smooth Criminal. And it was a Michael Jackson cover. So I want to introduce my first guest, Mike Cosgrove of Ant Farm. Mike, what's going on? Nana, just having a day off here in uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And uh, we're going to go on the lake, I think, a little bit later and go on this, this guy that we met. He's got like a little pontoon boat. So we're going to go and frolic around and, and have a good old time and... and uh, work on our tans and, and show our muscles off and stuff, you know. <laughs> what town are you in uh, It's right Eau Claire, now? Wisconsin. And uh, like I said, we have like two days off, so that's cool. Are you guys on tour right now? Yeah, we just um, we went and played in, <clears throat> in Korea for like the 4th of July. We played a few shows there for the troops, and, and we did that, and then we flew into Chicago, and we got to throw out the first pitch for the Cubs game and, and sing Take Me Out to the Ball game, which was really, really cool. And then uh, we've just been uh, kind of playing dates in between these festivals and stuff. So we've been doing headliner gigs. I like these just festivals with our, our buddies, Hoobastank and P.O.D., which we had just um, we just did a tour with them. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, we did, we did a tour with them in the U.K. We did like two weeks, and it was a lot of fun just, just in June. So we're going to do a few dates here in the U.S. with them, which is uh, we're looking forward to it, and it's fun. We're all from California, so it's a it's a good time just hanging, and, and we all came up from that same little era, you know, like around 2001 and all that stuff. So, Tell me a little bit about how you got started in Alien Ant Farm. Well, um, I had been in uh, different bands with each member, and we don't have, Ty Zamora's not in the band anymore, but um, at the time I was in a, a Primus cover band with Ty Zamora, I was in another like local band with our guitar player, Terry Corso, and then I was in another band with our singer, Dryden Mitchell, and we were kind of, um, kind of like moonlighting, you know, on our, on our bands, and we wanted to... Uh, kind of get together with who we thought were the best musicians and, and who we were the most compatible with at the time. So we started doing the Ant Farm thing and, and kind of like cheating on our bands and having little like secret rehearsals and stuff. So once we did that, uh, we figured out like, you know, this is what we want to do. Like this is like the best combination and the other stuff's like, you know, just not 
on the level where we wanted to be, you know, no offense to everybody else or whatever. It just was, this was kind of what was, was clicking. So that's what we did. And that was 20 years ago now, you know what I mean? Which is crazy to think. It makes me feel old, but you know, especially that we met on MySpace. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, um, you know, we, we just, we've been doing this for a while. We kind of, we got signed or whatever, like 15 years ago. We uh, uh, our buddies in Papa Roach. We had been playing shows with them up and down the the West Coast, and um, they uh, we made like some little silly pact in a van, all drunk one night. We like said, hey, you know, whoever makes it first, you know, we're gonna help the other one out to you know to help the other one up, you know, to get to where we're all trying to get. And they ended up making it first, and they kept their word, like super duper gentlemen, and uh, and they brought us up there, and we got signed to DreamWorks, and. And that was in 2000, and so we've had we've been a professional band, you know, touring for 15 years now. So it's crazy to think, but um, it's been cool. It's a lot of fun. Mike, can you adjust your screen a little bit because your head's cut off? Oh, sorry. Your head's kind of cut off. Is that okay? Like I can't see your eyes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's better. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> what made you get into music to begin with? Um, I just remember as a kid, just always like, you know, my, my grandmother was, was a dancer with Lawrence Welk. I don't know if you know who he is, but, um, he was like an accordion player and he had this like variety show and, uh, she toured with him for years and, and then my grandfather was a jazz musician. So we had like a bunch of music always on in the house and, uh, and my mom would play a bunch of Motown and, and anything from like Blondie, Pat Benatar to like. You know, Billie Holiday and stuff like that. You know, so it, it was it was really awesome. I had like a really you know uh, eclectic you know influence like from in the household. So it was it was awesome. You know, and I I just loved it from then on. I would have like Chipmunk records, like Chipmunk Punk and this and that. And had like a little Toys R Us drum set, and I would just jam along to the records and stuff. And from then on, I just I really just was like super passionate about it. You know, that's really cool. Um. You mentioned in the previous question that Ty Zamora isn't in the band anymore. Are you like allowed to talk about that a little bit? Well, he moved out to Boston actually next to you, and um, I think it just became difficult for us to function as a band, you know, because he was out there and we were on the West Coast, and and so, you know, it just it just wasn't working out anymore, you know, and um, and so you know we went our separate ways, and he's out touring and doing different stuff with different bands. I think he works with um, a few different bands, and. Um, you know, it's it's nothing. You know that we're like, like we're still like cool with each other, this or that. You know, like we will we'll say hey here and there, but it, you know it's a little awkward sometimes or whatever. But you know, I wish nothing but the best for him. And and you know, we're always like forever brothers, and we we built this thing together. And it's you know what I mean. Like, you know, I I wish everything worked out for the better to where we could all like be together like the original unit. But you know, it is what it is, and and we just continue on. So. I have um, a question to ask. I really want to know, like, wh who came up with the idea to cover Smooth Criminal? <coughs> Tell me a little you bit know about what? that. We, we were playing um, back in Riverside, California, where we're from. There was a place called The Barn that we would play a bunch of shows, and a bunch of different bands would come through there and play, and uh, we would get to open up for different bands and, and this and that. And in between songs, um, we just started jamming that riff, you know, the 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 smooth criminal riff and we were just kind of you know flirting with it a little bit but just like kind of like on the spot and then after it was like 
you know, we went and bought the cassette tape, you know, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, we we like learned the song and made our own arrangement and this and that. And we just started playing it, and it was funny because people would think it was like our our song, you know, they wouldn't even realize it was a Michael Jackson song and this and that, and you know, everybody would be like, "You're pussies, you're playing Michael Jackson," you know, he's like faggots and this and that, you know. But it was cool, and then and it was almost like taboo at the time, you know. So so we just started playing it, and and people would dig it, and. And and it just you know we put it on our record and somehow it just blew up you know. I remember like when it first came out like I think I was like ten at the time and I didn't know that was like a Michael Jackson song either. I thought that was your song, but it was like huge at the time and it was on um I think it was on American Pie too. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I, I remember you guys were featured on uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater as well. Yeah, it, we got the 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 cool scene where he's like humping the pie, you know, <laughs> and, or no, no, it wasn't the pie. It, it was he was I think it was like jacking off or something like that, and like super glued his dick or something. I don't know what it was, it was something like that. But, but anyway, it was like a perfect moment, like for for the song to come on, and it, it was. It was awesome to be part of that, and we got to play actually the rap party for that movie, which was really cool. And um, the cool thing about that song too, as well, is that um, you know Quincy Jones, who was the producer for for a lot of Michael Jackson's music, you know, and and you know just a great you know musician and producer and overall like like dude. But um, he uh, he I guess he didn't like the song when Michael Jackson was doing it. And Michael Jackson would like really believed in it, you know. He thought it could be like a number one hit, but Michael Jackson, I think, only took it to like number nine, and we took it to number one, which is like like crazy to think, you know. But um, wow. later on, he reached out to us and he said, you know, like thank you guys for doing it. I always told Quincy Jones that you know that it, it could but be. Michael number Jackson one. reached out, or Quincy Jones reached out. Michael Jackson, you know, and so. Oh wow! He, I I was just about to ask you, like, he reached out to you guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it, it was awesome to hear that he was like satisfied and kind of got his, I guess. Uh, he, he he was he was right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we made it a number one. I mean, but it's it's rare that anyone can do Michael Jackson, you know, more justice than Michael Jackson. So we were lucky to do it, and and he was stoked, and we were stoked, obviously. So. Do you play that song on every concert? Like, does it ever get like tiring for you, or like, no? Is it does it like feel new to you each time? Well, do you still enjoy song, playing it. I enjoy playing it. It's it's a challenge to play. You know what I mean? It's not an easy. I mean, it's not like crazy difficult or whatever. But you have to kind of you have to play it. You can't just like kind of pussyfoot it. You know what I mean? So you got to you got to like lean into it and 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 uh, make it right, or else it it sounds shitty. But um. You know, we've we've definitely tried to get away with not playing it before, and it doesn't go over so well. So we're just like, you know, we know like this is like the song that people know, <laughs> so we're gonna play this, and you know, it's like kind of like paved the way for us to do a lot of great things, and and it's you know done us like really really well. And I remember like we played some festival one time, and we didn't play it, and we were like being like kind of uh, we were taking taking off to go like do some signing at this festival right after we had played, and um. This father had brought his daughter. I guess he drove like hours or whatever, and he was like, "You motherfuckers, you didn't fucking play, smooth criminal." And I brought my daughter all the way here, and you're assholes, and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Oh, jeez, like, sorry." <laughs> so we kind of learned our lesson a little bit. And your other single, "Movies," was pretty huge too. I I remember that song, and I think that's one of my favorites from you. Was yeah, there like? Go ahead. Sorry. What was like the idea behind that? 
Well, um, you know, the funny part is, is like, okay, that was like our first single, like when we were like leading off, and we made a video for that. And and when we made that video, you know, we made a a, a big high budget video. We're at Universal Studios, and and we have like this director Tamara Davis and uh, or Tamara Davis, sorry. Um, and you know, she she did like the Britney Spears movie. She did like Billy Madison. She did you know a bunch of like different videos. So we went and did it. It was our first time making a video, you know, all pro style and all that. And when we got it back, it just, it was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't know if it's her or whatever, but I just thought, man, we're just not good at making videos. Like, there's, like, we're just, you know, we could play music, but we're not good on this level. And I was, like, all worried, you know? And so we went and shot another video, and it was just, like, a kind of smaller budget one. And, um, and it was just a simple one where we're just kind of, like, on, like, kind of a, a, a movie set that that's like just behind the scenes kind of style and we're playing on it so we did that and um and it, it didn't really catch like any it, it didn't really do anything you know and, and so um so when we did that you know it was like okay whatever and then k-rock new york started playing smooth criminal and so when that started that just like eclipsed it and started blowing up like crazy right and so we went and did this like high budget you know video and did the smooth criminal video which was cool and um Mark Klasfeld had directed it, and it was like a really cool, like you know, experience. And, and and that one worked. That one was like really good. You know, we we're like, yeah, this is fucking badass. Like we we're doing all this Michael Jackson like kind of tribute stuff, and so that was awesome. And then, um, and then when nine eleven had happened, um, there was like this this list of songs that all of a sudden were like inappropriate for like the sensitive time that it, that it had become. You know, and so there was like a lot of songs that that they just like just blackballed from from uh, radio and and uh, internet and all or, or I'm sorry from uh, video and all that kind of stuff so because we were doing so much stuff and working with the radio stations all around they said hey you know you guys we're gonna like make movies your single again you know what I mean so so it was our first single then smooth criminal our second and then movies was our third single again you know and so that's when we went and did like the actual bigger video with with Mark Klasfeld again where we had like the Willy Wonka and you know Edward Scissorhands and Ghostbusters and all the and we had uh, Pat Morita from Karate Kid. You know Mr. Miyagi. He came out and was like part of the video, and that's when that song actually took off and and did did really well. So, so we were stoked. It was it was a weird, crazy like zigzag of a course, but um, but yeah, that's the story behind that. <laughs> so you guys formed like 2000, right? Well, we formed we, we started the band in uh, 95, 96. Oh, okay. But um, but we actually had a deal, you know, in 2000 and made our first record that actually people really knew about, you know. And um, you actually, Papa Roach actually helped you guys out, right? Yep. Yeah, those are our good friends. And like I said, we were, we were in Southern California and they were in Northern California. So we would, they would come open for us down in Southern California and then we'd go open for them in Northern California and we would just like trade shows and we just got along good and it was just kind of like a coincidence that they're roaches and we're ants and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> so we, we we did a tour like after once we both had records out, we did a tour called Raid the Nation. Just saw like the, the insect spray, you know. <laughs> I heard that you guys are actually working with CeeLo Green, is that true? We we started to work with them. We were doing a Phil Collins song called uh, "Easy Lover," and we never connected. We never finished it. We we talked to him a bunch, and we we met up with him. We we did this Michael Jackson tribute show, 
um, in Wales together, and we all like talked about it. We all had the idea like brewing, and then um, we never he never like went and did the track. Like we we had conference calls, we talked about it. We went and recorded the song and just had the spot open for him to do it. And he just, you know, he was a busy guy at the time. The voice was, like, really, really big for him. You know, he was a, a big part of it. And uh, and he just, yeah, he, he just never followed through with it, which I understand he's busy. But it's a bummer because I, I thought it would have been, like, a really cool thing. But we have it, like, 90% done. We just need him to sing. <laughs> was it, like, he was writing for you or singing for you? No, he was going to sing because on the original song, it's a Phil Collins song. And then there's a, there's a guy named Philip Bailey who's the singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire. And they did it. It's a duet, you know, the original song from, like, the 80s. And so he was going to do the Philip Bailey, Earth, Wind, and Fire parts, you know, that were, like, the high, like, falsetto stuff. And then Dryden was doing the Phil Collins parts. And it just it never got completed. So that was the, the problem there. Is there any other collaborations that you have in the works right now? Or anyone that you would like to collaborate with? Who would you like well, to collaborate we, with? There, there's... We we have one that we have this song called We Love Black Chicks, right? And so it's it's a it's a pretty fun like tongue in cheek kind of song, and we're trying to get like we need to get like some kind of like rapper. We don't know if we want to have like a female or or a dude or whatever, but we just need to get the right person that will come in, and you know hopefully we're we're talking about like and again we haven't even talked to him, so this is just Little me saying what's that. Little Kim, would you get Little Kim? Well, I mean, she would be perfect. I mean, there was a bunch of different people that we were talking about, you know, and, and like Snoop Dogg, or we were talking about Wiz Khalifa, and, and and a bunch of different people, and you know, any would be cool. It's just it's just got to be the right person that can like deliver it, and because again, it's kind of a novel, like tongue in cheek song, but it's it's a fun, goofy, playful song, and, and it would be awesome. So, if we can complete that and get that done, I'll be really stoked. Um. So, like, I usually ask, like, rock bands this question. Like, I know you were telling me about um, you were at, the, like, the Playboy Mansion a couple times. And, um, like, is there any, like, on tour, like, crazy stories? Like, do you have, like, groupie stories or anything like that? I don't kiss and tell, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, we, we've had some good times. We've had some crazy, like, fun times and, and definitely – done all the kind of rock and roll stuff, you know, and, and uh, you know, girls, drugs, you know, all the kind of stuff, you know, we, we've dabbled here and there, but um, for the most part, man, it, it, it is a lot of work, you know, especially, you know, when you're, you're doing like a lot of, you're doing a lot of traveling, so there's, there's a, the other side, remember I was talking to you the other day and I was saying like, you know, you know, I'm doing like I got to do laundry. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, it's like, <laughs> or go to sound check and do this and that. It's like stuff that you. It's not like so. It's not the fun parts of it. You know, but um, but it, it is a lot of work. But but it's also a lot of fun and and it's awesome to be able to do what you love. You know. Do you like? Have you ever had like a a stalker like anyone like that like while you were on tour? You know. More, more like like dudes that are just awkwardly trying to talk to you, like over, you know, they'll they'll message you, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Hey, it's the same thing. Like I just told you, like I'm, I'm cool. How are you? Like what's going on? You know, but, you know, there's people that do that, and there's been a couple like crazy like ex girlfriends that, that, you know, if you're just like friends with somebody on on some social media thing, and then they 
they like contact like everybody that you never even met and they're like oh yeah. yeah you told me at the bar like you've had problems with like girlfriends and like them asking you like oh why are you liking this girl's photo or something yeah like stuff like that you know where you're just like god like come on man like <laughs> okay it's like if i'm gonna go do something you're not gonna know about it i'm gonna be slick about it you know what i mean i'm not gonna be like out there like you know just making myself just like kind of a sitting duck like i'm gonna get it done and and, and no one's gonna know about nothing you know so like you've been in the band 20 years no one like no girl has ever like followed you or like nothing like that like well i mean Yes, you know, there, there's been times where, where people, but but it's it's never been like where I'm like scared of them or whatever. It's more like, hey, yo, oh, okay. stop, stop being weird. You know what I mean? Like, or or, or get over it. Like, this is done. We're not doing this anymore, or something <laughs> like that. You know? <laughs> I'm sure Do you, you have can, a you can relate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been stalked before, luckily. I'm sure you get weirdo <laughs> messages though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Do you have, like, a favorite, like, concert experience? Like, what's, like, one moment that, like, stands out, like, the most in your head? Um, you know, we played this place called um, Pink Pop in, in Holland, and uh, that was really awesome. I mean, we played, like, quite a few, like, uh, festivals over there in Europe, and there's there's so many people out there, you know, and it's just, it's such, like, a surreal thing when, whenever you're, you're growing up. You're you're dreaming of doing this stuff, and then you finally get to do it, and you just see all the people, and and this it's just, it's like almost like you get like a little seasick. Cause I'm, I'm just sitting there like stationary because I'm I'm playing drums, and when you see the crowd going and moving and all that, it almost feels like like the the boat is rocking or something like that. And you know, so that was that was a cool time when we we did that like kind of run of festivals. I mean, um, as far as like watching concerts and 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 stuff, you know. I, we just went. And we played with Jane's Addiction the other night, you know, and and I grew up like loving them. And when you go to their shows and and the way that they perform and put on their show, it's just, it's really like magical or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of get swept swept up in just their whole like like essence on stage. You know, that there there's something dreamy and cool and and sexy and fun and you know what I mean? Like that's like uh, that's cool with them. I enjoyed that. So we just did that the other night, and it was like kind of a reminder. Because after you do these shows like so much, you know, you get, you kind of go, okay, well, we're doing this, and you kind of almost like you catch a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, that that was that was cool, like a reminder of of like kind of where we came from and, and just being a fan, you know. And then also, I gotta say, um, we played a few shows with Metallica, and uh, we got to become friends with them, and and. Uh, that was like crazy because I remember, you know, being a kid, like playing in a garage, you know, trying to play their songs and stuff. And so, to have them like coming up and talking to us, and I mean, we were playing a Sade, a Smooth Operator, you know, we played it in front of like a big Metallica audience, and they were like on the side of the stage, dancing around, like kind of waltzing around and stuff, you know, like with their like bodyguard dudes and stuff. And then afterward, they're like, "Wow, you guys, you guys have a lot of balls, you know, to come out here and play Sade, you know, to the Metallica audience, you know." <laughs> And so, like, to have them just come in and, like, just paying attention to us at all, it was just like, wow, you know what I mean? So so that was really cool. What's, like, your favorite song to perform? Um, we have a song called Attitude that, that I, I enjoy performing every night, you know. It's it's kind of like a little Latin-y style. And so for me on drums, you know, and, and it's kind of mellower. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not, it, it's just, it's got, like, a, 
uh, cool like feel to it, vibe that that I enjoy playing as far as like playing drums and stuff, you know. So I'm really proud of it. It's like I'm trying to steal from all my heroes on it and do different things that I can, you know, that I think are cool or whatever. So for me, that one's a, a fun one to do, and, and it's like, uh, you know, as, as old as or as long as we've been playing it, I still enjoy it every night. Um, have you ever thought about like going solo? Like, what's what's next for you after this? Um, well, I, I've I have a few other bands that I've played in, you know, and um, I have a band called Mystery Schools. It's kind of like dormant right now, but we're you know, when we have the time, we can like maybe dust it off. I produce like other bands and stuff, and and um, so it's kind of like a collective of different bands that I've produced and worked with through the years, and um, so you know, got our singer Tyler's and. Vermont, and then our, our guitar players, Mike and Mark, are in Austin, Texas, and then um, we have uh, our, our bass player that's now currently our, our Ant Farm bass player. He, he was in um, that band, Mystery Schools, and uh, so, you know, I'm really proud of that music, and I think it's really cool. We've done some touring with it, but we haven't got a deal or nothing, so we're kind of a baby band still, so that's one thing that I would like to get, you know, going. I also had another band called Pretty Neato that I was really, really proud of as well with my buddy Nelson and, again, my buddy Timmy playing bass. And so that that was, like, a cool project. Again, I, I, w I think I'm going to team up with, with my buddy Nelson and and, um, and do some, some writing. We've been, like, kind of flirting with the idea and talking, so as soon as I can be home for, you know, any like a, enough time to, to get the stuff done, it would be great because, you know, he's, he's a really good friend and is an awesome musician and, and – uh, I would love to do that. I, I've I've played in like a bunch of different projects. I also play in another band called Excel. They're like an old um, kind of like thrash punk like metal band that's like from Venice Beach, California. They came out like with the likes of uh, like around the time when Suicidal Tendencies was coming out. And I used to actually pl like play drums in my bedroom to their records and stuff. And so uh, last year I got to go to Brazil and, and New York and. You know, we did Oakland, and we did some Southern California shows, and this and that. We got more coming. I think we're gonna do Japan coming up here soon, but um, and some more South America dates. But um, it's awesome, like to be able to play with them because they're like heroes of mine. So now I get to play in the band, and it's a it's a nice like little change up. It's a band called Excel. Are okay. they like your inspiration, like your all time like favorite band? Not my all time favorite band. I mean, they're one of them though. I mean, like I definitely like I said like I. I I love that band. I remember like going up and like being a kid and meeting the singer and being like, "Hey, you know, like I'm Mike. I like your band." You know, <laughs> like you know, you don't know what to say, but but it's cool to be able to like, you know be in a band with them now. You know, and be traveling around and hang out with them and 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 do all that stuff. So it, it's it's really cool. I'm stoked on that. Who is um like your favorite band or some of your favorite musicians? I like uh, one of my favorites is is Sting. You know, Sting has like he's surrounded by a lot of great musicians through the years, and on every record there's always like a few different people, this and that. But my favorite drummer is Vinnie Caliuta, and so the stuff that he did with Sting, I really really enjoyed on a, a record called Ten Summoners Tales. And so like that one, like really really, it's like uh, it's it's super like important like in my development. Like I I really like it, it kind of just like. A lot of light bulbs went off when I heard that stuff. So Sting and like the Police, because Stuart Copeland's so awesome. He's a great drummer, and um, I love Amy Winehouse. is like one of my favorites all time. Um, Fiona Apple, I really really love. Um, it just you know, there's so much stuff. You know, it it doesn't it. 
like all all styles you know even if i don't even play that kind of music you know what i mean like i i just i love it so like all like the r&b stuff like etta james you know james brown i love a lot um uh otis redding i mean th there's there's so many, you know, I just, it goes on and on, and as the years go by, you just collect even more, you know what I mean, so. What cities are you going on tour now, like? Um, we have, uh, we have Lake Hammond coming up, Indiana. We're going to be going through uh, Denver, Colorado Springs, Vegas, so we should, we'll wrap up uh, July 25th in Vegas. So it'll be a good way. And we're not too far. We're like four hours from Vegas. So it's a nice, it's pretty close to home. So it'll be a good way to kind of end this run. And, and uh, like I said, we've been busy since March, you know. So we, we've been through the States. And then we've been through the UK. And then we went to Korea. And we, we're now we're doing the Midwest here and then on our way home. So it's been a busy year for us, like more more than... It's probably the most busy that we've been in, in the, over the last like year and a half. We've been busier than, than we've been in, in a lot of years because we've been kind of dormant for a while. So, so um, it's it's good to it's good to like be busy and have people out at the shows. And it's just a funny thing because people come up and they say like you know that, that was that was the first CD I ever bought or, or that was like my you know and I'm like people don't even buy CDs anymore you know so that, that like that ages you <laughs> or dates you, you know quite a bit but um. But yeah, you know, so we've been lucky. I think there's talks about us going to Portugal um, just for a one-off in, in August here. So I think we're going to take some time off in August just to be with our families and then uh, go go write some music and work on a new record and all that. So, Are you coming back to Boston? I think uh, you mentioned to my friend at the bar that you were coming back to Boston to do House of Blues. I think we might. I think we we don't have it booked yet, but there there's like talks about in the in the fall going and doing that, and there's also talks about us going to Europe and and doing like because we did the UK, but it's not like proper Europe, you know. So we're gonna go do the the Euro run, and in, in 2016, I think we're gonna do um, we're gonna go out and to tour on our first record anthology. We're gonna play it front to back, and uh, we're gonna go to UK and Europe and do that stuff. So. I think around April is what they're talking about. So that's really cool. Yeah. Do you also write for Alien Ant Farm? Yeah. You know, we all we all do our job. You know, this and that. You know, but I, I play guitar and and we'll write songs. You know, here and there, or just riffs, and we'll all bring in different ideas and stuff. And and uh, then we'll we'll usually like kind of molest each other's songs and and make them even better and all this and that. So it, it's cool, man. It's a fun process, you know, and. And with other bands too, you know, it's same thing. So I mean, every once in a while, someone will bring in like a full song, and you know, you just go, "Well, that's rad." It doesn't need any any help or nothing. But a lot of times too, you know, you just start to add to each other's ideas, so it it works out good. I really like how you guys like covered like an R and B song, and um, I just I just like your style, you know, like <laughs> I like how you like you know, like R&B stuff, too. Like, you said you were playing, like, Sade songs at a concert. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, for us, you know, we always mess around with different stuff, and we're always, like, you know, just, you know, music, it's, if you're playing one, you know, type of music, you know, it, it's cool and all, but you just want to, like, kind of cleanse the palate a little bit or, or, you know, just do other things because as a musician, 
music is music. So you like, it's like you don't want to just wear the color blue every day of your life. You know, you want to do this or that, whatever. It's like you, you want to or eat the same thing or, you know, it's like you, you like to, you know, change it up and do different things. And, and just like, you know, that with music, you know, you have to, um, I mean, you should, I, I think, if you're, if you're like, uh, and have any kind of, you know, passion for it, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Even like, you know, like not just play drums, you play guitar, or you try to play the piano, or you try to play this, try to play that, you know, it's just, it's fun. If you're curious about music, you just, you want to mess around with it all, you know, because there's so much good stuff out there. And it's, you know, there's a lot of, like, the, the funny part is, is like for us to do Michael Jackson, when I was a kid, you know, Michael Jackson was like my hero. Like I would listen to that stuff like crazy, you know, and, and I was all into it. And then I, you know, went through like my teenage years where I was like super metal, you know, like all Hessian style, long hair and, Slayer beanie and leather jacket and all that kind of stuff and wanted to be death metal and all this kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, then later on when, you know, started getting different music, you know, like, you know, Jane's Addiction and all these different bands that kind of like, you know, lead you a little bit like astray, like from, from just the total metal. Because, you know, I remember before it was like, if you don't listen to metal, you're stupid, you're lame, you know, like whatever. And, um, but now, you know, as, as we got older, it was almost like, Wow. Okay. So, remember, we used to like Michael Jackson. That's cool. You know, we should do. We should mess around with that song. You know, because it's just again, it's kind of a curveball. And for us, it's fun just to to kind of mess with it. You know. So so um, all, all the different styles, man. It, I think it just adds to you know Latin music. We love Latin music a lot. You know, to mess with that reggae, to mess with you know you know total like mellow acoustic style stuff. You know, all that stuff is you know. You know, is is what keeps it fresh for us, I think. You know, and if you just try to write like the same style, it, it would get boring. It would get like almost like cliche. It's like, you know, what am I going to do? Walk around and be like totally metal all day, every minute of the day. You know, it's like I like listening to different stuff. I mean, I listen to Taylor Swift with with my daughter. You know, <laughs> and like you know, we, we we do a bunch of different stuff. So, are you guys currently working on a new album? Uh, well, we just put out a new record. Um, it just came out uh, a few months ago, and uh, it was kind of a, a lengthy process. We had it done for a few years now, and then our our, our label and stuff—they were just kind of giving us the runaround and not really supportive and this and that. So we finally got it out, and we're just like, okay, good, it's out, but like, kind of fuck them. And you know, it's a one one record deal. So we're supporting it. We're proud of the music. It's just that. We had no support with it, so now we got a new team and new management, and we're gonna go to a new label, and and uh, we're gonna we're starting to work on a new record for that. And it, it had been so long since we between like the last two records, I think it was like seven years since we had put out a record. So we want to get a new one out like quick. We have a lot of good music that I'm I'm really like excited to to finish, and um, I, I think that it will be a good a good time to. Uh, to just like like I said, when we have some some time off in in August and September. To start like working on some songs and completing them, and then we'll see where it goes. But but we're definitely working on new music and and and, and aiming to get it out soon. That's awesome. Yeah. So I really look forward to hearing your new music. Before we close out this interview, where can mm -hmm. people find you online? Well, on uh, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um. I'm on Facebook just under Mike Cosgrove, you know, also like a part of like the, the alien app farm official or whatever. And then, um, 
I just opened an Instagram now because everybody was like, come on, man, what are you doing? When don't you get it? So I'm at Phil Cozzy, F-I-L-L-C-O-Z-Z-Y. And, uh, you know, people hit me up, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to talk to people. You know, a lot of, like, drum nerds will say, hey, man, how do you do this? And I'll say, well, you know, what do you want to know? Which part? And I'll write out the music for you, and, and I'll send it to you. And, you know, I wrote for a, a drum magazine. And I wrote like the education and like the instruction part of it, you know, for a while. So I was in, uh, doing that for two years in a sense. So I'm excited to like share anything I can or help out any way I can, you know, teaching or or whatever, or just saying, hey, you know what I mean. So so Facebook or Instagram, you know, we're very approachable, and, and I think we're not too scary. So <laughs> reach out. Mike, I want to thank you so much for doing my first interview. I've had a lot of fun talking to you. You're really sweet. I want to thank my sponsors, Fitted, VT, and Tattooed Tears in Boston. And thank you guys for listening to my first interview. Well, thank you for having me for the first time. And, um, and maybe we can do it again sometime. And hopefully I'll see you out in Boston soon. Definitely. Thanks, Mike. All right, you take care. The preceding presentation was brought to you by... The Realm Network.